Hello, and welcome to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast for September 9th, 2020, just one of five Wednesdays we get to experience this month. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for Abundant Life Ministries, working hard to create a better future for the Charlottesville community. The Virginia Department of Health reports another 882 cases of COVID-19 in the Commonwealth today, and another 11 deaths. Today's statewide seven-day average for positive tests is at 7.6% today. In the Thomas Jefferson Health District, there are another 27 cases reported today, with 22 of those coming from Charlottesville. There has been another death, this time in Albemarle County, for a total of 58 since the pandemic began. The University of Virginia's COVID tracker now reports 231 total positive cases since August 17th, with 190 of those students. Dr. Janice Bonds of the Thomas Jefferson Health District briefed City Council last night on where we are six months into the pandemic. She said Charlottesville is within the VDH's Northwest region, and she said the situation there is officially described as fluctuating. So our case number has been rising for the region, um, and we're at 12 per 100,000 um, incident rate here. And that's been increasing, so we see an upward arrow, and it's been increasing for 17 days. However, Dr. Bonds said the seven-day average for testing rates has been below 10% in the region. Another metric available, but not to the public, is the number of medical personnel who have been infected with COVID-19, and that number in the Northwest region is at 3.5%. Dr. Bond said that number is closer to 7% in the Charlottesville area. About 80% of hospital beds in the region are occupied, but that includes all patients. In the last week, there was an increase in the daily number of cases from the Charlottesville area. The Case incident rate um, for the Charlottesville area as of yesterday was 32 per 100,000. We had a dramatic steep increase between August 24th um, and uh, today, yesterday, um, with a substantial number of cases of, if you look at these seven-day rolling sums, we went from 29 to 92 to 108 with a pretty big uh, increase in positivity. Dr. Bonds said that epidemiologists are watching caseloads at the University of Virginia very closely. What they're really seeing is students infecting other students rather than students infecting people in the community and vice versa. So we tend to have community members that we can trace back to a known source in the community, someone at their work site, Um, a family member, they attended some community event that we have an outbreak in. Uh, And we have students that we can typically trace their infection back to another student group. This Saturday, Albemarle County will remove Confederate markers from Court Square, and the Board of Supervisors voted yesterday to give them to a group known as the Shenandoah Valley Battlefields Foundation. The foundation will get the statue, cannonball, and cannon as is after it is dismantled. Supervisor B. Lepisto-Kirtley represents the Rivanna District. I like the fact that they will um, preserve it, that they will rededicate it as the Virginia Monument for all soldiers. Supervisor Diantha McKeel said she favored removing the statue and the materials this weekend, but suggested they be placed in storage while Albemarle decides if any remnants of the materials would be used in efforts to tell the good and bad of county history. 
maybe a pause in storing it would allow us to discuss at a higher level um, how we want to contextualize our Almar County history and present ourselves for future generations. However, Supervisor Ann Malik said photos could be taken to preserve what is on the statue, and she just wanted the materials to go. We in Albemarle have a chance to take this decisive step and really forward the healing in our community. We've been careful and we've been thoughtful, and it's not just the last couple of months. It's been discussed for many years about how to deal with this. The removal of the statue will be televised on a video live stream to be provided by the county. The pandemic has claimed another business. Breadworks is a bakery on Preston Avenue that has employed people with disabilities through WorkSource since 1967. But according to a Facebook post, the store will close on September 25th. The Facebook page goes on to ask people in the community to consider hiring some of the employees who will be out of work. Charlottesville City Council has approved a new nine-story building at 218 West Market Street off of the downtown mall. Developer Jeffrey Levine has proposed redeveloping a shopping center that is currently rented by stores such as the Artful Lodger. Levine has proposed building eight units that would be sold below market value, four of which would be at the standard rate of 80% of area median income, with two units rented at 60% and two units at 40%. This one project's not going to solve everything for the city, but um, it's a start, and 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 we need every start we can get. Levine said he may work with nonprofit groups to build the units off-site and not within the new structure itself. He told council that the cost to him and the benefit to the city would be about $825,000. That's more than he would be required to pay into the city's affordable housing fund but restrictions that keep rents below market would only last for a limited time. Six units would be kept affordable for eight years, and two would be restricted for 16 years. Charlottesville Mayor Nakaya Walker was the lone vote against the project, in part because of those time limits. It's good that you've added the extra units, but the um, by the time a family got settled in the unit, they would that would be potentially ex- expiring or in less than a decade, and that's a very short um, short amount of time. Levine is also the developer of two luxury apartment buildings on West Main Street. In meetings today, the Albemarle supervisors hold a retreat from 10.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. with presentations on contemporary trends in local government and operating guidelines for high-quality governance. The Crozet Community Advisory Committee meets at 7 p.m. with a discussion of next steps for the Crozet Master Plan. The Charlottesville Planning Commission meets at 5.30 p.m. and has a new member now that City Council has appointed Liz Russell to the open seat. Commissioners will discuss a zoning change to allow more daycare facilities within city limits and will also hold a work session on a proposed rezoning for Stribling Avenue for up to 181 units. That's higher than an application that Southern Development brought to the city in 2019. Sharif Subra is with Southern Development. The feedback that we got directly from the Planning Commission was that two primary pieces. They were hoping to see a little bit more density um, and they were wanting a more innovative design. 
At a community meeting for 240 Stribling last week, many nearby residents expressed concern about increased traffic volumes and the city's perceived inability to build infrastructure to address the impacts of growth. And that's it for this Wednesday edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. If you have enjoyed this program, today's the day I'm not going to ask you for a subscription. But if you wanted to, you know, buy one, that'd be fine. But I'm not going to ask for it. What I am going to ask is that you send this on to a friend and consider getting this information to other people. It's my hope that this brief look and listen at the events that are going on around us will encourage more people to pay attention. Uh, Because if you don't like one story, there's another one coming along in just about a minute or so. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I'm really excited to see the growth that is occurring so far. And I know that together, all of us can build this new resource. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment.